Fergalicious dip. Fergalicious dip. Fergalicious dip. What up, what up, what up? I see you differently, nation. Rise up. Your last what up sounded like a question. I be up in the gym just working on my fitness. I yeah. blow kisses. That put those boys out. Body, body. <laughs> Not body, body, man. Man. Don't disgrace the song. You were just, I wanted you to do that for the intro of this podcast because we were in the kitchen. You were just breaking this song down <laughs> word for word. Like, no, we don't have a karaoke machine just killing it. And then you told me a very funny story about similar. Me singing for religious. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess, I guess that album was very pivotal and. My development. <laughs> I don't know about development. Yeah. I think I was pretty developed. It's a seminal it piece of art in to, your uh, lexicon of not yeah. to um, age myself. I think it was pretty developed when it came out. But uh, when did it come out? It definitely. Because I remember it was big in like the just two, big. It's yeah. the early two thousands before the the before the twenty. Do they call it the twenty decks when it's like twenty ten and on or I have something? No idea. But it was in the aughts. Yeah, that's okay. what they call it. When it's before 2010, I feel right, like, yeah. right? Yeah, uh-huh. it, yeah. It was in the the mid mid to late ox, if uh-huh. you will. Okay. Um, so we were to in be college, scholarly probably. About it, you might have been old man. I was not. Woo! Boom! Damn. <laughs> but yeah, damn. That was that was that was savage. I really wasn't in college though. But you, but when you were singing it to your friend, well, tell the story about you singing it to your friend. I hope this lands as well as it did. Just. In our humble abode, us talking to each other. But basically, I was thinking about, I was singing Glamorous that time. Mm-hmm. G-O-A-M-O. Yeah, anyway. Um, if you don't know, O-U-S. look it up. Oh, there's an R in there. Just stop. Yeah, I skipped the R. Yeah, just Whatever. stop. It's just stop. It was it. But I was singing it, and we were walking. She was in Chicago. She was, in, she was living in Chicago at the time, and we were walking. And I was just singing it to myself, which that speaks to a level of friendship, guys. I mean, you... you you don't have to talk to each other because yeah. you're just very comfortable. Yeah. So I was just singing to myself as if I was walking on the street by myself. And then we got to um, an intersection, so we had to stop. And that was right when I got to the point where I was like, you know, diamond rings don't mean a thing. And then, I, and then I was like, I got money on the bike. And it was at that part when oh I was really God. breaking it down alone that yeah. she started laughing. It was like, You've just been singing this song all by yourself for about a block. And that so, happens. It happens to everyone. Songs it's happening a lot more in quarantine, yeah. which is why this song yeah. came about. So anyway, in our show notes and our footnotes, we'll throw in the Spotify link to this album if you're too Oh, young, yeah. The Duchess, actually, yeah. is what it is called. If you're too young to remember when Fergie was get, the get star. That, get that right on a trivia. When, when Josh Dumal was not good enough for her. Not saying it's vice versa now, but whatever. True they're, talk. Yeah. They're divorced, right? Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. But they bad. still have, you know, yeah, I think they're uh, co-parenting, though, pretty well, from Good. what I know. Good for I them. I don't know anything. But Good for them. From what it seems. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. that was a fun little reminisce we had. Now we're going to go for our favorite city, your favorite topic, St. Louis. Um, yeah, let's go talk about <laughs> the best place on earth. Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! So our St. Louis watch, St. Louis update is that we first want to give a plug. Well, uh, this entire thing is going to be plug. If, right. So if you don't live in St. Louis, consider still donating to any of these places because yes. you love St. Louis. Um, so Always. first we'll start with the Garden Glow, which is an event at our Botanical Garden. Best in the nation, by the way. It Indeed. is. It has been voted one of the best in the nation. So mm-hmm. if you have 
not been to St. Louis before, be sure to head it up on your visit. If you have been and did not go, well, your mistake. What but are you please, doing? But please visit what on your next you arrival. Doing? Yeah. Um, I would also like to point out that I think in Botanical Gardens, Zach and I read this article one time. We should maybe find this and post it in the footnotes too. That was like things to do. This person made a list on things to do in any city if you're there for a weekend. And they listed the things to do in St. Louis. And I almost feel insulted when people list a bunch of things. Is this the New York Times one? I don't think it was, but. Okay. um, But I almost feel insulted when people list a bunch of things to do in St. Louis on a weekend because I feel like it's almost a disservice. I feel like they're like, I need to list a lot so that people feel like, oh, there's so much I can do. But it's also such a illogical, irrational list. Like there's no way you can actually cram all that into the weekend. The geography, everything, it just doesn't make sense. I think it's an insult that's like you fluff this up because you feel like we need this much attention, but you're discounting someone because the things on there were things that it's like, some of the things were like that is too much to do in one day let alone like it yeah it's just insane. it's like if your weekend itinerary was to do everything i mean if your weekend itinerary is to every day wake up at 6 a.m and stay up till three in the morning no, and go, no, I was yeah. gonna, no i was gonna say wake up at 6 a.m ponder what you're gonna do because half the shit won't open till eight or nine right, a.m yeah, right at least and then and then um like you said do all the yeah. days and be up till like two or three right because it because de- it definitely and i get why they do it because they're like a readers they might be like it, oh st louis or something like so they're trying to make it seem like right which we, and that's which, great which i appreciate that but, you know one of the hours that was in the new york times i'm thinking of it might not be the exact one you were thinking of but it was called like 48 hours in st louis and they listed like I've lived here for 30 years and that stuff would take me like some of the stuff I didn't do until I was an adult. My point is it's just a lot of stuff. You couldn't do it it in 48 hours. It was places to eat and go to the zoo and go to the botanical gardens and and go shopping and go shopping and go watch sports. And it's just like, Oh my God, that is like so exhausted. Yeah. And you'd spend a billion dollars in Uber fees because it was just like all over the, all over the place. Yeah. No, it was a gain of discredit. Uh, but back to the anyway, garden globe. Botanical gardens. Was, was it mentioned yes. in that? It was, because it's great. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. Um, so you should see it. So it is their um, holiday activity. They put up lights. It in, so it's a typical botanical gardens, but they put up lights everywhere, and they um, have hot chocolate stands and, and adult hot beverage stands. And Because oh, it wouldn't be St. Louis if you're not drinking while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. So... They have reduced it to 25% capacity. Zach and I do plan to go. We have not gone yet, so we are not giving this report from experience this year. Under 20, I mean, I went last year, and we have both gone mm-hmm. past. But we thought it was still worthy of talking about in this podcast because, again, support local and time slots and tickets are selling out. So just putting on your radar yeah. that you should go to it's this. It's socially distance. If you live, let's say you live in Chicago, Indianapolis, Louisville, wherever, four or five hours away, get in your car. Don't stop. Don't talk to anyone. Get out. Go to the Garden Glow. Enjoy it. It's outside. Socially distanced. Get back in your car. Drive back. Sure, um, it's actually, 10 hours of driving, but it will be worth it. Actually, before having. you get back in your car, stop by and pick up some pizza from one of our local yes. joints and then get in your car, yes. which is a segue to the next thing we that want to talk about. That was a very professional segue, Thank you, way. which is the next thing we want to talk about as far as supporting local, which is the St. Louis pizza scene. You, If you've been watching Instagram, we've been doing it. So we, the other day decided to rank um, the pizzas we've had. And we're still talking about this on the podcast and you still might be interesting. You might not want to skip ahead. Even if you're not from St. Louis yeah. because there's just always interesting discussions about pizza throwback to one of our first podcasts where we talked about pizza toppings. So yeah. we're not doing that now. Nope. This is all about no style yeah. crust. Um, 
temperature. Mm-hmm. Like what the the, Ingre- the, the, the real not toppings, but ingredients in a sense. Yeah. Yes, the real yeah. the real deal on on how you want to rig. So first, Zach, and this is coming from a discussion I had earlier today with someone. If you take St. Louis style pizza out of it, which this person was was greatly mistaken, it's the greatest form of pizza on earth. But if you take that out of it, when Wait, was someone if saying some, they don't like it? I don't want to talk about that yet. Oh my god, this person sounds terrible. Anyway, but when you think pizza, you probably take St. Louis out of it because we would mm-hmm, think well, it's mm-hmm, like I'd be like, I'd oh, be like, I like emos, emos. right? Yeah. yeah. Take St. Louis style out of it. When you think pizza, what traditionally kind of pizza style do you think of traditionally? New York, probably. You do? Like the floppy, once big slice. You like, do. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about you? I probably think of like a Domino's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, not, and by the way, for anyone asks me, not Domino's specifically, but a Domino's style, because New York style is obviously bigger right. than that uh-huh. and, and a little thinner than that in the sense of that's why I have yeah, the flop. Right, right. Um, that is not my first instinct. So you're thinking like a standard like crust, like yeah. thick but not too thick, yes. but like enough bread on there to keep it from flopping. Yes. Like yeah, okay. Yes, um, I think I might prefer it to New York style because okay. I have not had a New York style, and I think it might have to do with how thin, thinner ish it is. I do. They're very greasy. They're, it's very so we, greasy. So it's so my which I like and yes, you which right, my pre- so my about. preference is not that right. Um, then there is what you would call ooh this this the person that I was talking to he knows who he is uh, I actually don't but I think no I, he oh. he if he's a, he's a listener he knows oh, um, I think I do know now ne- anyway. Neapolitan style uh-huh. which is more like that Katie's pizza yeah, thing yeah um, I, that is that is the next up up there as far as yeah. my my taste so you take In ter- are we talking about what styles we like now or are we just talking about what because like. I first said, what do you think of? And then I said that I think of Domino's, but I would say Neapolitan yeah. is my preferred style. Yeah. Yes. What would you call like Union Loafers? I think that's Neapolitan, actually. Yeah, yes. I would agree. So yes. I like that. I also like Detroit style, which we've had a couple Detroit styles. So that, that is where now I will bring in this conversation I have with this person because they had, they they are from Michigan. Uh-huh. They had St. Louis. I definitely know who it is. They had St. Louis for the first time. Not their cup of tea, but we're not going to go there because I, as I said to this person, I was like, when you're not from St. Louis, it's like, I don't care. Every you to live your life. Like, whatever. I don't care. But he, I asked him, I was like, so what do you think of these, this Detroit style? And he was like, that's not a thing. Which we had always said. We were like, is that a thing? He said, it's not a thing. So all these places that claim to have Detroit style, he said that like he's, he making said that, it up or something? Yeah. He said that he said that they're just like trying to separate themselves from Chicago, but it's very much just like a version of Chicago style, which I don't disagree with. Yeah, I think I don't disagree with it. It's a, it's sh- you're talking like thing. deep dish. Yeah, and, it, and, style, and, the right? and the Detroit style which is essentially I just think a little bit better. of a thinner deep dish. Right, it is. Which is and why. I think it's better than deep dish, but I do understand that thought process because it is kind of similar. Oh, in yeah, it's sense. definitely just a thinner deep dish, which yeah. is why I'm not in a deep dish. Yeah. So that's why I prefer it. But, but in either situation, what I said to this person is in either situation, I think you have to be mentally prepared. Like if someone said... I'll order pizza for all of us. You would not expect them to bring you anything deep, like Detroit no, or no, Chicago style. No, no. So, so even though I like the Detroit style a bit more, and I do still have to mentally be like, is that the kind of pizza I want? Yeah, no. It's still it is, more of a casserole, I, lasagna, I, right. thickier experience. I like it, and we could talk about places in, from St. Louis where we've gotten it. Two of them I really liked. One of them I didn't like as much. Uh-huh. But. I, and I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus and talk about the one I didn't like as much, but I do think that you can't just say, I want pizza and get it. It's like a specific thing. Like I almost think like St. Louis style is a specific thing. Like if someone's like, 
I want pizza, I'd be like, okay, do you want emos or do you want something else? You would Basically not ask to that qualify so, that. If it were in St. Louis. Louis. You would not ask that someone in St. Louis. So wouldn't, the, wouldn't you be like, I'm, you know, I, I feel yeah, like, correct me, if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's because you love to stir the pot. No, and I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm trying to disqualify what kind of pizza they want. If it were in St. Louis, if we were not if in St. Louis. If we're in St. Louis, if we're in St. Louis. All right, just talking to someone who I knew didn't would, like St. Louis style. If we're not in St. Louis, you probably wouldn't even like be like All right, of course. That's what I'm saying. But when we're in St. Louis, I do not think, for me, I only ask if Emo's is an option when we're in St. Louis, depending on the amount of people, because it's expensive. If the amount of people is below a certain number, I'm going to be like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about Emo's. Because it is still more pricey. So I just want to make sure everyone's buy-in is there. But if it's above a certain size, above number of pizza, going back to the fifth grade elementary school party, I'm not going to do Emo's. It's well, too expensive right, for that, a group That's group fine, but I'm just saying if I know, it, I'm just saying that's, I was just explaining, right. thought, I was just explaining my thought process, how... I'm just saying that yeah, I right. would not bring if it up. I'm saying if I were just talking to someone and they said, do you want pizza? I would say, yeah. Are you thinking emos or something else, depending on the person, if it were in St. Louis yeah, or someone. I was but just saying that. In general, I think if you tell people, if you tell people I'm getting pizza, you're think I'm thinking more of either the Neapolitan or Domino's, whatever you want to call it, like a regular like style pizza, not Detroit style. Yeah, and all not I was saying dish, is I, and all not, I was saying is I not bring, even necessarily New York style because that's not very common here. No, it's not. Yeah. And I was only saying that I would, I would bring in I only eat in that situation, bring emos in this situation, depending on how many people are around. Right. If it's a small group, then I will propose like, oh, do you guys want to do emos? Right. But when it's too many people, it's like, nah. Yeah, no, emos is expensive so and, that's why it and, a, and whatever else. But I guess what I'm saying is St. Louis style to me is almost a separate thing like Detroit style where like I would quantify it before I did whatever. But uh, so are we going to talk about some of the favorite places we've done pizza Yeah, I think in? you should say favorite Neapolitan like you said, to support all the industries in no particular order. Yeah. Just be like, these are my top Neapolitan. I think these are the top deep Chica- Detroit-ish, mm. deep dishes, casserole Chicago style. Yeah. So I, I would say my top Neapolitan is probably Union Loafers. So you are still, inherently, even though I said no particular ranking, you're still going to do it in that order. No. I'm, I'm saying you can just, you can just, just name them then. You can just name them then. Oh, just well, right. I was just going to say style and then say my favorite one for that style. Okay. So you are still going to rank. I'm not trying to rank one. Okay. I like Union Loafers, Neapolitan style. I like, what do you call it? What would you call Elmwood? To me, that's it's almost New York style. Oh, but like, I, so Elmwood is right up there. I would say Motortown Pizza, which is Detroit style, is very good. I would say that Guido's is St. Louis style. It's a classic, one of my all-time favorites. Is very By the way, good. you're definitely still, it's fine. Just I'm not ranking. I'm just fine. saying stuff that's that fine. I like. Um, I like Lola Jean's had a frozen pizza, which I guess is Detroitish style. Mm-hmm. It's pretty thick. Oh, no, no, it is. Yeah. 100%. It was very good. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to Mello's Pizzeria, so I guess I shouldn't mention it, but I've heard it's very good. Why um, would you? Yeah, why would you? Yeah, oh, I see. O Pizza I liked, and that's Neapolitan style. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the places that we've had that are, like, really good, I think. My top Neapolitan style in no particular order is Union Loafers is really good if you've been there. Elmwood's really good. Katie's Pizza. Katie's and you can, and they good. have signed a deal to have that frozen at several Deerbergs, actually. Mm. So you can get it at Deerbergs now. Um, Louis, um, not Louis Wine Dive, just Louis Off Demand. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, Louis. I forgot Louis. And then I had a fifth Neapolitan style. Oh, Olive and Oak. Mm-hmm. My top Detroit or Deep Dishes style, which there's not... It, it's not... It's not my preference, so this list is gonna be shorter because it's not my preference. But Moto, which is inside Rebel Kitchen, same owners, is pretty good. Lola Jeans as well, very very good. We had Winslow's Table, um, that's pretty good as well. Less saucy, so if you 
or someone that likes a lot of the sauce, you might not be as into that, but it was still very good. And um, Moto, Moto Jeans. I don't know if we had a different Detroit style. I feel like I'm missing one, but oh well. Um, So those are my, those are my takes. And then St. Louis style, Emo's, Reign Supreme, but uh, Guido's. Guido's is fantastic. (gasps) We need to get, we might need to get Antonito's at some point too. I have a take for frozen pizza. I think St. Louis style pizzas really shine in frozen pizza for me. Not because like St. Louis I, pizza. Yeah, I think it's St. Louis like, pizza is the brand of frozen pizza. Everyone. Well, no, Dogtown pizza is St. Louis style frozen pizza. I thought you really were saying, but there's one I thought I was called St. Louis. Anyway, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, just just yeah, just maybe. Dogtown. Let's wrap this up. Lena's. Yeah. Mama Lucia's. Joya's does frozen pizza. At this pizza point, you're really literally good. just naming. Anyway, I no, I was just saying I think frozen St. Louis style frozen <laughs> pizza is really good. Anyway, right. but those are some of the top spots. And if you put broccoli on a pizza, that's trash. Yeah, don't do that. Ew. <laughs> that's just an Easter egg for another listener. It is. Um, all right. So now let's go on to um, our next segment, which we are going to be, we're just going to be keeping it real. Just we're going to yeah. talk about what's been going on, how we're handling quarantine. I did that to make it seem like it's magical, but it's not. We're having a hard time. So uh, this is something we thought about talking about because we both, I think, are kind of have been at various points in time kind of sick of quarantine, yeah. kind of depressed about quarantine. I don't know if it's good or bad that we ha- it hits us at different times. It hits I us at completely different times for completely different reasons yeah. also. And it's one of those things where I think we both were doing okay because the weather was nice and you could be outside. You could congregate some outside if you did safe distance, whatever you could. Yeah, the ability to be outside, I think, made it at points be like, is my life that your life felt more different during the work week than it did on the weekend? Because we were just like, oh, we'll meet this person at a park. We'll sit on someone's back. Sit in someone's patio. patio, uh, Yeah, yeah, go on a patio, do whatever. And now that that's kind of being whittled away a little bit, I think it's, and there's not, I mean, there's an end in sight in the fact that luckily we have these vaccines that work or whatever, but it doesn't seem imminent for us that we're going to get them. So there's going to be months ahead of doing this. And so. We're last on the list. I've never felt more old than when they said phase three or four is going to be young adults and people under age 30. Man, and then after that is everyone else. <laughs> I, for those listeners at home, I'm 31. That's when it hit me. I'm old. I don't fit in with the young adults. <laughs> we, are, we are old. We are old. Yeah, so. you haven't been there for a while. Uh, <laughs> it's not a new feeling for me. So my COVID depression is not necessarily because I just turned past 30. It's because mm-hmm. I'm three years past 30. So one thing I wanted to do to talk about. So we've both been struggling, and I wanted to ask you, Kristen. So. Just to set the stage, we took the, the we took the sixteen personality quiz. Yeah, we'll put that in the which is too. not that different than what Enneagram, Myers which we Bur- talked no, about at the beginning. No, okay, Myers Briggs. But we take an Enneagram too, and we talked about that. Oh, we but, love Enneagram, but yeah. Mar- yeah, you you end up getting a a similar ENTSJ or all that stuff with Myers Briggs, but they then uh, qualify into like a title. Like this combination means you're the executive, right? But so it's, like, but it's based on you're the executive, right? Yeah, I'm the debater. Um, which makes sense if anyone knows me. I love to argue, but except with me, <laughs> maybe too much. But anyway, uh, so I, one thing I want to ask you. So one part of that test was introvert versus extrovert, which Myers Briggs is also. So that's why they're sim- one and, of the reasons and, why they're and similar. And like Myers Briggs, um, it 
it's it's not just are you or aren't you. There's a spectrum uh-huh. where if zero is introvert, a hundred is extrovert, and there's a spectrum of where do you fall on that. And obviously, less than fifty, you're going to be considered introvert. There's a but there's a range. Over fifty, you're going to be considered extrovert, but there's a range. Right. So, and we were both extroverted according to both Myers Briggs and this personality test. But I was maybe like 60 extrovert, 40 introvert. And I know you were like 90, 10 or 95, five or something. Very lopsided. It was, it was was aggressive. It especially came, it especially came across really aggressive when um, we, everyone in Zach's family was reading the results and the numbers were like 60, 51. Was it like, yeah, my dad and my brother were 50, 50 or more introvert. My one other brother was like 60 something introvert. Yeah. extrovert i was 60 my mom was like higher 60s maybe like 70 yeah. i was gonna say maybe even 70 yeah yeah but you were like in the 90s i was 95 or, yeah, more. Yeah. or more yeah and everyone was like oh my god and yeah. like so i wanted to ask you as someone who is so extroverted just tell me a little bit about some of the struggles that presents in quarantine very large question yeah. but okay well i'm trying to whittle <laughs> it down but um there was this thing that this meme went around in the early pages of early early phase of quarantine that was like hey all of you introverts who were like getting shit done reading your books and all this stuff like check on your extrovert friends uh-huh. which you need to be told that because you're introvert so you're not thinking to check on your extrovert friends um and i thought it was funny and that's I, actually really and funny. i kind of felt that way but then like zach said like we were we were yeah getting outdoors we even had a few i mean we we drove but we even had a few like trips here and there where again we so like either we just did something or we saw people outdoors and it was fine but there's been some days that are just hard um, where my life, my job in my life involved a lot of that social stimulation, even not on the weekends. I work in an office where everyone talks a lot. Mm-hmm. There's always things to do during the weekday where you end up having a drink with friends, whether that's a work meeting a work networking event a board meeting there's always some type of interaction and then on the weekend you see your friends and so um it's just been a huge drop off and i've realized that i i kind of need to always have something to look forward to because maybe we will have like we had this week in st louis a 60 degree degree day in the middle of the week and we will be like oh let's see if someone wants to sit outside right but for zach that will be like this is more than i would have done during the week in regular time so i'm good for me i'm like oh that 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 it it almost feels like christmas morning where like there's so much excitement that that we have something planned but then that emotional drop off afterwards that there's nothing else so to curve that i've been i have i've been trying to plan things from we did a zoom virtual game night with some people um if the weather does look nice again we'll be like oh hey let's let's again have this person over we have a fire pit and and do stuff um or um just virtual calls with friends Mm -hmm. you know like but Mm -hmm. just in general we're trying to put some stuff out there um and so that's what's that's what's been curving it but it's been hard And, and for anyone I think I think a lot of things get misconstrued about extrovert. I think it means that you will talk to a wall, and that's not true. Because mm-hmm. then I probably would be fine. Because mm-hmm. I obviously sing to myself all right. the time. Right. And I think it seems like maybe you need a lot of attention, and that's not the case either. And at least not for me. But it is truly that like 
your energy comes from and my excitement and my joy is feeding off people. So if I don't have that, it becomes like, well, yeah, I'm waking up and going through the day, but I don't move through the day with as much zeal or zest because I'm not getting that like battery charge. Like anyone out there who's listening, who's an introvert, who is like, Oh, I need my time alone to reset. Like I reset engaging with people. Like that's how I reset. So imagine how it's been to essentially be for months, not getting a daily reset when you were used to having something daily. Right. So it has been emotionally hard and taxing. And I think that was a really interesting point you brought up as someone who's trying to understand what you're going through as well as what I'm going through. And I'm not great at understanding myself or other people, but, uh, you know, so like we did go, it was just Wednesday. It happened to be a really nice day outside. So we went somewhere and sat outside with with, uh, just a few people and whatever, socially distanced. And it was a lot of fun. And I, you know, afterwards I'm like, as you said, that's more before COVID that's more than I would do on a Wednesday night. Cause I would usually come home, whatever. The only thing COVID really changed from, it changed my weekends more, which you're just, you're just saying how it changed yours less, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, that's when I would do the big social stuff, go to a bar, go hang out with someone, do whatever. And it changed, you know, the only other thing it did is it like canceled my bowling league. So like, okay, I guess I'm not doing that. But in general, like the rest is not that different. I guess I'm not going to the office and being around other people. But if anyone ever been in my office, everyone's sitting there with their headphones on working and maybe people get up to go out to lunch or they sit and have lunch in the break room together and converse. But it's not like your office where if you go there in the middle of the day, there's an energy, there's a buzz, it's open. There's a lot of people doing stuff like it's just a totally different situation. So for me, it hasn't really changed that much working from home other than I don't physically get in my car and drive to the office. Yeah. And then I don't remember what we were. I mean, we, so we were just talking about, so, so when we did that thing on Wednesday after I was like, Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I did more than my right, fill. Right. I'm good. I can lay, lay on the couch. I can watch some TV. I can read right. my book. And you were kind of like, Oh, you know, like, it's kind of like how for you me, compared well, for, it to what we felt kind of on our wedding on a smaller scale, but it's like, you have all this build up to an event you're looking forward to, and then it's over and you're like, yeah, okay, like what, what do I what, do next? Like what, what's, what's going on? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. So yeah. So we did that on Wednesday. Yeah. You were like, oh, that's great. Like I saw people, I'm good for like weeks possibly. <laughs> and, and I'm like, can we, can we zoom someone Friday? Can we zoom someone Saturday? I, I just need to know that I will be seeing someone else besides you for, right in a soon amount of time. Cause again, just that's, that's where I'm getting my recharge. That, right. that Like that is how I am getting what I need to, to keep doing stuff. Yeah. And so I get why for you, sometimes it's harder because you are losing your outlet, right? You're losing that, that yeah. source of energy, that, that thing that makes you feel more human and more alive. And I'm not necessarily for me, it's more about hopelessness. And, you know, we, we've talked about this, you and I, but it's weird. It's like almost like I'm I'm still a football player, not in terms of my body or whatever, but in terms of how I view the week, which is the beginning of the week sucks and the end of the week is great and it's all a build up to the weekend kind of. So for me, it's like on a Monday, on maybe a Tuesday, I feel like things are hopeless. How am I going to get through this week, much less all yeah, this Yeah, it's very annoying to go through that stuff. every week. Right, yeah. And then by the end, Thursday, Friday, it's like I'm in the exact same spot, but I feel better. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily because anything happened other than the days changed and I'm wired that way and I need to be more aware of that. But I guess my question for you is like, what, if there's anything that can help you be fulfilled, like, well, what? I, I mean, I'm doing the best I can. Right. So is it, is it, so it is just about planning events and trying to do as much of that as you can. And yeah. like, yeah. So 
In terms of our relationship, what do you think some of the challenges that COVID quarantine? Well, you started to say something. What do you mean? About the the weak the weak thing that you have. Well, yeah, for, for me, it's 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 Well, no, but that, I would say that's a relationship it, thing, though. Well, yeah, I do that's think... That's why I think you should... I do yeah. think us being on different wavelengths just in general has been a challenge because as you, I mean, it even goes back to, I woke up Thursday morning, like, great. I, I had this social interaction. I feel good. I'm ready to kind of chill out. And you woke up like, Oh, what's next. Right. And that's a disconnect. I may wake up on a Monday morning and sit at my desk and go to work and be like, this day is so long. This week is so long. This quarantine is so long. And you're like, okay, no, like I'm trying, I have stuff I need to do today. I can't sit and wallow in that feeling and like be lost in that. So I do think the fact that emotionally, it seems like we're struggling, but at different times and for different reasons, I think it's, it's been really hard to reconcile because if I'm up, you're often down. And if you're up, I'm often down and it just makes it hard to, for us to connect on that level. I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah. I think you should speak more to how part of that is hard is because I don't think that you always recognize that it is something as simple as like, you won't feel this way in like possibly 40 well, hours. Yeah, I, I, and, that, and that's, and that's where, so when I'm having these, these moments, I will communicate with Zach. It doesn't mean that it's easy that we're, we're not on the same page, but I will be able to recognize like, you know, like Thursday, I was like, I think I'm a little down because of X, Y, Z. So here are the things I'm going to do that I can control and just know that that is where my mindset is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we're very different people for a variety of reasons. But one thing is you always, you introduced this term to me and I think it does a very good job of, of showing the difference between us. What term? But you're a, I'm a slow burner. A slow <laughs> burn. And you're, I guess you would be a fast burn. Um, okay, so background on this. Yeah. Uh, so the slow burn thing. So my mom and I love the woman, get along great, but like she is a slow burn. Hey, and what I mean, different. and what I mean by that is, I'll give you a very, very simple example of I was about to move. I was moving from one apartment to another apartment, um, both within St. Louis, and my mom offered to come help. And I know when I was moving for probably a month. So ahead of that move, I was trying to talk to my mom about all the things I need to do, like, like, oh, I, I guess I should do mail forwarding, and I should get boxes and movers, and I'm just very. Um, problematic and 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 not problematic um Ta like problem solving like problem task and tactical oriented. and yeah. so it's, it's so it's easier to handle something so big like how do you eat an elephant one bad time like it's easy to break that stuff down uh -huh. but for some reason the nature of this move um I, I i had to ask my mom a lot of things um and she would not not answer them but she was just very casual about it, which zach is this way too very like you'll it'll happen we'll do mm. it later we'll do it later I am not like this. So then it it came to like the day I needed to move and the movers were here and all that stuff. And my mom came over and she just looked around. She was just like, well, Kristen, this is so much stuff. I don't know how you're going to do it. And it's like, listen, slow burn. The train has left the station. I don't have time to walk through with you. All these yeah. processes and what could have, should have, would have happened. You at this point need to, hey, lift that bus. I'm lifting this and we go it. Yeah. And that's just it's, how it's, it's like, been. Because you're like, I already that's, felt all I, these emotions. And that's just I can't, how it's yeah. been my entire life. And, my mom and I've learned to recognize that and learned to get ahead of that, that it's just like, I will have already had the emotion, processed the emotion. I'm on to like the next thing. And then, when it's the next day and we need to move, she will be still like accepting and acknowledging the emotion. Right. And 
So, and I call, I call it a slow burn. She's a very slow burn. takes a while for like it, it to be like, whoop, like this, this, this match is lit. Like kind of in the old cartoons when you see the fire going on the gunpowder line to the dynamite, like that is, that is my mom. And that is Zach. Like they, they need that time to meander. Whereas I'm, my dynamite has blown. We've cooled down. We've moved over construction on the it's next over, building right? is going yeah, up. Right? Um, and yeah. so, so yeah, so that, that creates this conflict between yeah. us because I'm very aware of my emotions. I will know all this. And then Zach will feel what I feel four days later. Right. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things where, and, and you mentioned it cause like you woke up Thursday, you're like, I'm feeling this. I think that's why I'm feeling this. I'm going to try to address this. Here's what I need to add stuff to our calendar. So I don't feel like, Oh, that was my big thing. And now there's nothing to look forward to. Right. I'll wake up. I'll be like, okay, it's a Thursday. I'm fine. And then maybe Sunday, if I'm like, okay, I haven't done anything this For weekend, days, I yeah. haven't seen any friends or talked to any friends, then Monday I'm sitting at work and it's, and he's just, you're just I'm not getting mood. right. Yeah. And it's like, so that all that emotion that I didn't recognize might, would be coming my way. And then what also happens is like, I am a more emotional person than right. you are. So he then has his emotions right. and he's like, and I'll always it's, feel this way forever. Well, right. <laughs> it, it's hard to see the forest from the trees. You're like, I'm just so sad. I'm so down. I don't want to feel this way. I'm sick of feeling this way. Not you, well, ignoring, the, ignoring the fact that I didn't feel exactly, that way the day before. Say, let's talk about And this. I probably won't feel that way tomorrow. Yes, but in that, that moment. You heard that right, listeners. Right. He will be like, I'm sick of feeling this way. And I'm, and I'm like, he'll be telling this me to this. And I'm like, what do you mean sick of feeling? Like you just aren't feeling that you just, I mean, he, he on a Monday will be like, this week is so hard. I'm like, it is Monday. Right. <laughs> right. And it's not saying one way is better or worse. No, um, it's just, but it's, but it's just, just and, 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 and I will say when I feel down, it is hard for me to turn it around in that moment. It will happen, but time is a big thing for me. I need a lot of time to change that emotion, just like I need a lot of time to start feeling it. Which is what, so, which is what causes some tension between us because, uh-huh. because, I can't do anything with time, but then I also, when Zach's in that mood, there's nothing I can do. And so it becomes tension. It's like, okay, we live in this house. It's only us two people in this house. There's nothing I can do. So I'm just going to like let you stew, but he doesn't want that. He wants me to be around. I don't want to be alone. He wants me to witness his stewing. (laughs) And so. Why'd I get married if I could just stew by myself? Yeah. He wants me to witness his stewing. It's like, I don't know. I think you should just like kind of like candle yourself. And then next thing you know, it's Thursday and Zach acts like the past three days didn't happen. He's like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Who do you know? And what do you want to see? And I'm like, uh, do, do, we're just not going to address and it doesn't matter what just, just happened there. Yeah. I mean, that is how it is. For and me. so that just becomes a tension, a tension spot for me, a tension spot that's not working out. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me and like, you know, if we're just going to be completely vulnerable here which is the point it's like it's hard for me and I think for a lot of men probably because the way we handle friendships and the way we deal with it is different like Kristen is very proactive about I know I need to see people who aren't you I know I need to engage with people who aren't you I'm going to set up zooms I'm going to call people I'm going to do this do that and my thing is all my conversations with all my friends are texts about college football or group texts about and this not or even that, that deep right? things no, about college football. no as, as oh, you, that was a good game. Yeah. So that's why he's not getting the film because right. then he like can say that to me, and it's like, okay, yeah. right. And and I, I know you've already said I that to read, three different people. You have said that to three different people. I don't know why you need to say I it read, to me uh, now, and you want me to feel the same. I way. I read an interesting article in the Washington Post about how male. You should put that in the footnotes, and too. I will. Yeah, about how males are having a hard hard time because male friendships are centered around 
external activities. It's, a, it's about getting beer together, playing cards together, watching sports together. And when you take that away, a lot of men aren't like, oh, let's meet up and go for a walk, right? Because they get that emotional fulfillment, but they hide it by doing other stuff with men. So they don't say, oh, it's just about me seeing Joe Blow and connecting. They say, oh, I'm watching the game. Who am I going to invite Joe Blow? Whereas women, Kristen, she'll go walk with people. She'll call people just to call them. She'll Zoom with people just to Zoom with them. And I am not doing as much of that. And I think sometimes that is definitely to my detriment for sure. Mm -hmm. And it, it creates a environment in a pandemic where only seeing one person you like put your whole heart, soul and emotional state into that other person. And that's not always just a, a healthy or, or good way to be. And I think it, it puts our relationship or any relationship, it puts a lot of pressure on it. And I can see how, I mean, you might know better than me. I only know what I read or see on Twitter, but like divorces are going up or people are, you know, relationships are harder now than ever. And I think that's true because I definitely think it's, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I definitely think that's another difference between us. And it's something that we've had to talk about, about like, like, even though we're about to be very soon, our three year anniversary, I have still, when we have these moments of tension, I will ask you like, what is a relationship to you? Like, what does it mean? And it's because I do think, and I don't know, I'm not an expert. So that's why I'm phrasing it this way. I do think some people think it as like, this person completes me. This person is the other half to make me whole. I have never, I, I don't know. I can't say I've never, but I, I do not think that I did not enter into my relationship with Zach thinking that. And my relationship with Zach has not changed that. Mm -hmm. It has always been, you compliment me and my personality and you help improve me and my personality. And, part of how to keep that intact and keep that pure for me is that, so I can't put everything on you. Just, mm -hmm. just, just mm -hmm. like, just like, just like I wouldn't put all the evils and disgruntled things of the world on myself. Like there are some things in your life that you're like, I have every, I can control that. So I need to do something about it. But then there are some things that you yourself experience that it's not about you. Right. And, and so it's like, I don't put that all on me. Why would I put that on my partner? And so I, I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but I have never thought that that's appropriate. And so therefore I, I will ask that, well, what is your relationship to you? Because I also don't want to put you into a box of thinking like I think, but it's like, Hey, I, I'm not bringing every little thing issue to you, but that doesn't mean I'm not having an issue. Right. And he, and he is like, I'm going to put all the stuff on you uh -huh. and I'm like, that doesn't work because I can't fix it all. Well, and it also prevents, it also like causes friction where there doesn't need to be it because I, I will like project things on, onto you and to other people. And yeah. so that's something I definitely struggle with. You know, like how many times have we fought about me watching a game or something where you don't really care that I'm watching the game. You just want me to say, Hey, I want to watch this game and I want to do this. And that's, what's important to me right now. And you'll be respectful of that. Like any good spouse would. Right. But there are times where I, I, I will feel guilty proactively about not engaging you about deciding to watch this game instead of spending time with you that I will either, I don't know if lie about the right word, but like try to couch it or try to like, just turn on and be like, Oh, or I'll just like, say it, but then I'll, I'll feel bad when you are going to do something else or whatever. And it just creates an atmosphere where it's not conducive to like me getting what I need or you getting what you need, because I have convinced myself that me doing that is somehow selfish or not what a relationship should be. When the truth is 
a good relationship does have those boundaries. A good relationship, someone is able to be like, I enjoy doing this, so I'm going to do it. Hopefully you could share some of that with the other person, but you don't have to share all of it. You don't have to share everything. So, and that's something I am aware of and drastically trying to work on. And I definitely struggle with, and I think quarantine has made that even worse or even harder because we're in the same room all the time. And so Not all the time. we're in the, we're together. He wants me to be in the same That's room true. all the time. We're together a lot. Yeah. And before a lot of the times you would have to work late or you would have to go do a client event after work or whatever. So I would just inherently get that time Yeah, by yourself, by myself. And now I have to specifically ask for it. And I, for whatever reason, don't like doing that. Well, you don't, you don't ask. Right. So I won't do it because I have convinced myself that he won't ask. He'll convince himself that he shouldn't be asking for it. And then I'll be around him and he'll be mad at me. He'll just be mad that he's not alone. And it's like, well, I didn't know you want to be alone and you can definitely be alone. I'm very fine being alone too. And like, you're, you're someone who will tell me if you're, if you want that, you'll be like, Hey, I just want to be alone right now. And then that causes me to be like, Oh, why does she want to be around me? Which is a whole nother thing. But it's just like, is this this the podcast to air all of your issues? Anyway, we just have like very different personalities. Well, I I know that's why that's right. Ding, ding, ding. Back to the name of the podcast. I see it differently. And I, I guess I don't, if like quarantine has made me hopeful of anything, it's that, we are able to talk about this stuff and hopefully like improve and move forward because maybe some of this stuff would have festered or not become an issue because we didn't have to face these challenges. And now the only way we can get through it is to talk about it, which is not my natural inclination. I definitely think that quarantine has accelerated the improvement on communication because I've been saying for a while that like the communication needs to be a little bit better. And I think, yeah, quarantine accelerated it because Exactly what you're saying. I just took the, I took the route of when we would have conflict, I took the route of like, I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this situation. See ya. Well, Deuces. Be, well, because, and, it, and, it, and it's, and it's because as we just named, sometimes Zach will be upset about things that have nothing to do with me. So I, I just started to take the route of like, I'm not going to fight you on this. Like your emotions are valid. You have a right to have them. But if you're not going to try to actually work with me, to not be this way then i will just walk away and when you cool down when it becomes thursday when the sun rises up and it's thursday you know like then we'll evaluate this then but he didn't like that and so it and so it caused the need it's like well then you gotta communicate because i'm not gonna sit here just for you to like be like upset at me right you know um yeah and if i had to I not I'm no marriage expert or anything expert. Oh, we know. Expert. Oh, I, we know. No, no one is thinking. If I had to give anyone that that advice, if I had to give anyone advice on a relationship right now, what I would say is, don't be afraid to ask for what you want because if you're anything like me, you might be too afraid to ask for it. But then when you don't get it, you're mad at the other person even though they didn't know. So like, <laughs> yeah. put it out there because the worst thing they can do is say no, and that's a yeah. hell of a lot better than no one saying anything and then and, all of a sudden it, it all you're pissed that it didn't happen when there was no reason it and when happen. you and what you want it's not even even as it's what you want doesn't even have to be as tangible as i want to watch this game like you were learning to ask for what you want in the sense of like i want you to plan something for us to do later i mm-hmm. i want you to lead a conversation i want you to remind me that like I, I bring you joy. I say, I love you a little bit more today. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's, it can be these intangible things too mm-hmm. that they 
might not make sense, but you know that if you do receive them, it is going to give you that little uptick to be able to get through this time. Yeah. And we all need that right now. So, yeah. Anyway, Kristen, I love you. So there we go. Everyone could be at, we could have a sappy moment on the podcast. I guess I love you too. I guess we're going to do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. What, what next? <laughs> Let's move the hell on after that, folks. I love you too. Oh my God. Um, okay. I'm going to wrap it up <laughs> with. We got two more things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and let's let's save this for another time. Okay. Yeah. Um. So two more things. So hot take. I the first know, one is Chris Dude's hot take. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done this. So hot take. Just because you can zoom doesn't mean you should zoom. Here we go. Let listen, the people know. Listen, everyone out there who has just found Zoom technology. I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't, not all of these questions and all these yeah. discussions need to happen over Zoom. I have been getting now a lot more of it happens through work, a Zoom invite for every little thing. And listen, some of these questions y'all asking, some of these questions I might have, even if you worked in the cubicle outside my office, I might have emailed or called you. Right. <laughs> right. And now for some reason, because right. I didn't want you invading my personal space. And now for some reason, you're feeling like, let's Zoom, which means you're invading my personal, personal space because you're coming in at me at my home. Right. Just chill <laughs> the fuck out. Coming in at me at my home. <laughs> Just chill the fuck out and remember proper social etiquette and if it's something quick or if it's, if it's something not quick just send me an email yeah if it's something quick like yes no we want to do this you don't need to like visually see something because that because let's let's mm. let's acknowledge yeah zoom has been able to keep business for a lot of people going because it's Which like i want to be able to doodle something right. i want you right. to see it mm-hmm. i want to show you this graph this chart but sure. if we ain't doing sure. that then the phone's does still exist. Yeah. We can do a phone call. And I'll, I'll say this, like even before all this, we both knew people, whether they be couples or just friends who would always FaceTime each other. We, we are not oh, yeah. those people. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. were always we like, call. Yeah, talk on the phone, whatever. Yeah. But like, we don't need to like FaceTime each other when we're right. on a bachelor, bachelorette party or we don't need to like whatever. No, not even, not even that. Just like during the day. It's not yeah. even that. Like right. we just, we just never and did there, FaceTime. And there are some people who like their that's default how they thing talk. is exactly. that's what, That's why, that's so why I, I say. Just I do like, think that the Zoom becoming more prevalent now maybe gives those kinds of people and maybe it's a generational thing, like even more of a desire to yeah. do that and to have yeah. everything on Zoom. I and mean, I think, maybe it is a generational thing at us because that, because I also think younger generations also love the, the snap it chat. Right. So maybe sure, they do. <laughs> Damn kids. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm someone who's in a situation where I never zoom for work. Like, we, as I said, nothing's changed. We never did a lot of calls or meetings before. Now that we're doing it, we don't do, I have a, I think every other week I have a call with my boss, but other than that, like there's not a lot, everything else is done via Slack. Um, so we're not, or email, but we're not big on that kind of stuff, which is fine. So I, I don't get that, but I do like from watching you and just from like trying to observe the world, it seems like there's a lot more people are trying to do on zoom and FaceTime that doesn't need to be done that way. Yeah. Email still exists. Text still exists. Phone calls still exist. Think about whether you need to see a person. Is the visual part important yes. before you Is zoom? it important for us to get whatever reason you're Reach out to me, accomplish. Yeah. Like, is and it necessary? could be social. Like there, we did a Zoom game night on Friday night. I guess in theory, we could have 
Well, there was some visual part, but you, no, could, do, you could do some visual stuff on, or you could do some social stuff on a phone call, but there is a social interaction you miss. So if it is for a social reason, you want to see other people, you want it to feel more like you're in person, and for the, that's fine. And for the but people, asking someone a business question doesn't need that. And for the people who are like, Kristen, you said you want to interact with people. I, Zach knows this, long before quarantine pandemic, there are friends who I would regularly Google Hangout or just yeah. phone call with, right. or just phone call. I would just have a phone call with. That is still the fulfillment of I'm getting feedback from another person, and that still works. And there's some people I'm catching up with now who we still will just. I just want to do a phone call because I want to like lay down and I don't want to be worried about you looking up at my chin. I just want a phone call. Right. So it's like this is not counter to that. This is the it didn't mean done via Zoom. You, it's just a little bit more of a disruptive thing. Because if this you're could asking have been a real someone a question call. and it was a phone call before and now it's a Zoom, I think that's what you're really talking about, like oh, yeah. that interaction oh, yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Don't do that, people. Don't do that. Um, do you have enough? How I would say it? Perfect uh, again. Perfect again. Just no, I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. Hold on. Okay. Uh, uh huh. We have all day. Okay. One time you sneezed and I asked you why you were sneezing. And you said to me, why am I so sneezy? Maybe I'm allergic to you and your piss poor attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I have nothing to say about that besides. Does that gold. sound like besides something you would gold. say? Yeah. Do you remember saying this? No, I don't. But no, you're, you don't question it because. I don't question it. I think that's good. That gold. was probably the nicest one I had on this list too. So. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Is the last thing we're going to do uh, SVU? Yes, we're going to. So we have, of course, been watching um, our favorite, should be your favorite show, which is SVU. Uh, So SVU back season 22, I think, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. started a couple weeks ago. There was not a new one this past Thursday, which was disappointing us last night when we went to watch it, but whatever. Um, We just watched old ones. (laughs) But one thing we're noticing, instead of breaking down one particular episode this season, we'll talk more about the content, but one thing we're noticing so they are acknowledging the pandemic on right, the show, right, which right, we've right. seen shows go both ways. One show that we that you watch especially, but is on Grey's Anatomy, which is in a hospital. The Might pandemic, be bringing it into our ABC. Shout out to our ABC, ABC minisodes right, where yeah. we talk about the yeah, Bachelorette. Watch those. But uh, the we Bachelorette, they obviously recognize. But it. we mentioned some Grey's. But I'm gonna start mentioning Grey's Anatomy. Anyway, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, it's in a hospital, so COVID has become the center of yeah, the storyline, yeah. which is fine. It makes sense. If you yeah. worked in a hospital, it probably is the center of your life. Love it. And then there are other shows, like you were watching that American Housewife where they're not even acknowledging it, which right. is also fine because it's a comedy show right. and you don't need to have kids in mass. Right. You're just painting another world. And then there are shows that have been everywhere in between, and that's fine. SVU, they are acknowledging the pandemic happens. Right. They're walking around with masks a lot. There's plexiglass in the office. It's all That's all well and good that they're acknowledging it. But the way they decide to film it sometimes is so weird. Well, I think I think to 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 slightly change what you're saying, they are choosing a half-ass acknowledgement. Right. They are acknowledging it because it's a world where everyone's wearing masks, and that just was not what happened in the U.S. before the pandemic. Right. But their mask etiquette is so poor so, that we just wish they would just pick a lane, right. either do it properly, and what do we mean? Wear a mask when you're outside, then go behind closed doors with someone, get in their face, and take off your mask. That's not how that works. (laughs) They they will wear a mask, go in through the park to meet someone, but then put on the mask when the person gets into the interrogation room. That's not how that works. They'll be in the hospital, 
and they will have a mask on. They'll walk right up to someone's face, start talking to them, take, take the, mask the mask off, off, talk to them, walk away and put it on. I'm like, what in the world is happening? And we know from a filming standpoint, they probably do need the mask off. Right. But then just do, again, if you're trying to be mindful of it and realistic, then just either shoot more scenes outside or do like grays where they're doing these like face shields, face shields so that right. you can still essentially yeah, and like it, and it's do audio. It's, a, it's just doing weird. A, weird choices they're making. Grays is doing a good job because when people take the mask off, they go outside or they're wearing the face shield when they're in a the hospital, whatever. I get SVU has some unique challenges, but it's like, it's just distracting. Think about it, it more. It's it. very it distracting. Out of it. It's very. Maybe that's the post-COVID world. Maybe we're being too judgmental. No, but it's, it's very no, distracting. It's, it's 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 not it's not post-COVID world because again they're in post-COVID. World. No, right, right. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> that's why that's why it's distracting because they it's are so in post-COVID world. It's so distracting. So just pick a lane. It doesn't but, make sense. But from a content standpoint, still good. Oh, the past few so episodes good. have been tack- tackling a lot of. What, what's going on? They came out hot right, at the right, gate with yeah. mixing in a combination of race and police yeah. and uh, bias. And, and Olivia and, had and, to confront and, her uh, own bias. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. good. It was very God. good. And I knew I knew that they were going to try to do that because I don't know if flack's the right word, but there were some people who were like, hey, the show it maybe you glorifies. You did not know that they were going to try. Well, they had that. said that they were going to try to do it. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. There uh-huh, were some people who were like, this show maybe glorifies police too much or it doesn't tackle this issue enough. And I think that they've done a good job being like, here is here is some, even good cops like Olivia can have bias and here's how we're going to tackle it and here's how we're going to talk about it. I don't it. think he read anything that's like that, I but did. that's it. I don't think I you did. did. That's I did. I don't think you did. I did. I 100% don't think you did. How much you want to bet? If I find the article and put in the notes, what do I get? N- nothing because just because you find the article does not mean Typical. that you knew Typical. that they were going to do it because you're afraid i'm right i'm never afraid you're right for obvious reasons that i won't say on this podcast right now that's just hurtful <laughs> after this big emotional conversation we had anyway, you're never afraid i'm right <laughs> anyway bring it on home ouch <laughs> uh, bring it on home yeah, so find us at Facebook, I See It Differently, Instagram, I See It Differently Pod, Twitter, at the Artist 76 I See It Differently Pod at gmail.com. Um, rate, review, download, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Also, ABC Minisodes, Kristen pointed out, we're talking Bachelorette. We're trying to drop those on Thursday or Friday. We got guests. It's it's great. So, so if you're into the show or even if you're not, download that. Yeah, reach out to us about some things so that we can have you on, so we can talk about things. Going to give a, when we say footnotes by the way that means that uh any of the links we're talking about topics we're talking about go look in the show notes and um shout out to t beats all this music and everything that we've been doing t beats see you in a couple tuesdays can't wait <laughs> like an opera singer. Let me get the sound. Fergalicious. Fergalicious dip. Fergalicious dip. Fergalicious dip.